This is The Book of Life, a podcast that uncovers life lessons from Judaism's most important book, helping you power your day with purpose. Here is Ruchi Koval. Lord Rabbi Jonathan Sachs of Blessed Memory, chief rabbi in the UK, noted philosopher, prolific author and scholar, was once asked which question he got asked most often in his decades of rabbinic leadership. I would wonder which theological question would come up over and over again, like maybe, why do bad things happen to good people? Or how do we know if God exists? No, he said. The question he got asked more than any other was this. Rabbi, do you remember me? Because, as Maya Angelou put it, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. This week's Torah portion has a stunning 51 commandments out of the 613 that Judaism teaches. And what's even more amazing is how many of them deal with other people's feelings, with how we treat others. You could even say that Judaism is obsessed with how we treat others. Many concepts that one might think are universalistic or even just good manners. But no, they come right from our book, from Judaism. Let's check out a few. Honor your father and mother. Judaism teaches that honoring parents is a matter of gratitude to one's parents, that even if they've done nothing for us other than give us life, they deserve our honor and devotion. You heard it here first, folks. It's the fifth of the Ten Commandments. Next up, we have the mitzvah of tzedakah, charity. Tzedakah is related to the Hebrew word tzedek, which means righteousness or justice. Interesting. We usually associate the word charity with going above and beyond what is strictly necessary, whereas doing what's right or just seems to be about just doing your duty. Judaism is telling us otherwise. Sharing what you have with those who have less is not an extra nice saintly thing to do. It's simply your duty as a human being. Judaism teaches that the reason God gives us money is to allocate it responsibly, and that includes looking out for those who have less. Tithing, giving 10%, started right here in the Torah. Just imagine if every human being donated 10% of what they had to charity. We would solve world hunger. The problem is not a scarcity of resources, just a scarcity of sharing. Moving on. The Torah asks us to be honest with our weights and measures. This is both literal, like for instance, when my daughter worked in a chocolate store over COVID and inspectors would come around every few months to make sure the scales were accurate and fair. But it's also true symbolically and metaphorically. Make sure the value system that you have is calibrated appropriately so you're making good decisions with your life. Make sure you're not cutting corners in your business because you know you can get away with it because probably no one will notice because anyway, the CEO is a millionaire, so it's the least she can do. That's not kosher. Here's another mind-blowing Jewish teaching. Don't hold the wages of your workers overnight. That means if you have a gardener, a babysitter, a housekeeper, 
Unless you have another agreed upon arrangement, pay them that day. It's unfair and unpleasant for your worker to have to ask you or remind you to pay them. We're not allowed to cause others pain in that way. It's considered a form of oppression. I think back to when I used to babysit as a teen, and sometimes the parents didn't have cash, and they'd say, remind me next time that I owe you 20 bucks. Ugh. Judaism educates us that that is an unjust way to do business. Thankfully, we have electronic payment systems now that make this type of sensitivity even easier to practice. Following in this amazing lineup, the Torah then tells us not to put a stumbling block in front of the blind. This means not to create an obstacle for someone that they're unable to perceive, like giving someone bad advice or guiding them incorrectly. It means reminding yourself to put the other person's best interests first, ahead of your own, and to consider a situation from their perspective, not yours. How often does it happen in families, in businesses, that people give others advice because it aligns with their own agenda? Fortunately, the Torah is there to adjust our viewpoint, reminding us that others rely on our wisdom and that it's unethical to act selfishly in these areas. Next, we have a truly insightful teaching about judgment. With righteousness shall you judge your friend. This is a lesson to judge others favorably and to give the benefit of the doubt. It is way too easy to jump to conclusions and assume the worst, that where there's smoke, there's fire. But I think we all know exactly how it feels to be judged. Terrible. The Torah reminds us to transcend our impulses and to reserve judgment. Better yet, assume the best about others until proven otherwise. In a similar vein, the Torah next warns us about gossip, about the power of our words. We are not to go around peddling stories about others or screenshotting their texts and sharing with others, which just creates drama, judgment, and hard feelings. How about this one? Do not stand idly by your brother's blood. In author Ariel Berger's book about his teacher and friend, Elie Wiesel, called Witness, he returns to this theme over and over again. Elie Wiesel firmly believed that we fight evil and injustice by being a witness to someone else's pain, wherever in the world it is taking place. As Professor Wiesel said so perfectly, and which sums up the themes in this week's Torah portion so beautifully, Judaism does not insist that the world be Jewish. It merely insists that the world be good. He was not content with surviving evil, with turning hate into hope. He acted as witness to the blood of his brother over and over and over by protesting genocide and hate in Cambodia, Darfur, and Rwanda. But there's more. The Torah says, do not hate your brother in your heart. We are to, as Elie Wiesel says, turn hate into creativity and use it to make something better of the world. If you have a true grievance, don't nurse it silently and angrily. Talk it through and seek solutions. Figure out where the hate is coming from and what can be done about it. How about these powerful teachings all packed into one verse? Do not take revenge, do not bear a grudge, love your fellow as yourself. Imagine if this were the only teaching human beings would have access to, 
what a different world it would be. In fact, the ancient sage Hillel was once approached by a non-Jew seeking conversion, who said to Hillel, convert me while I stand on one foot. Hillel said, what is hateful to you, do not do unto others. That is the whole Torah. The rest is commentary. Go and learn. This teaching is one of the most powerful gifts Judaism has given the universe. You might wonder about the mundanity of these teachings. These are sacred texts. Why so much talk about business, about casual conversation, about how we spend our money? The answer, as you may already know, is this. Holiness is found in the mundanity of living. Solitude, communion with nature, prayer and meditation are all beautiful and holy, but how do we actually become our holiest selves? It is, as Judaism demonstrates over and over, exactly and precisely in the messiness of living. It's in the casual conversations, at the dinner table, and in the carpool line. It's in our tax returns and in our text messages. It's in how we listen to others and hear their stories. It's in how we spend our money, our time, and our words. Holiness is every day. Holiness is here and now. Holiness is you. This is the Book of Life. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Ruchi again next time for more meaning and inspiration from Judaism's most important book to power your day with purpose. You're listening to a Momentum Podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.